Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Underkew, The Good News Guy, and we've also got Kerry, who's in studio, The Good News Girl. Good morning. It's Tuesday, guys. We get to hang out with you, bring you all of the good news, the good things, and uh, inspirational stories, and that's why we exist, is to inspire you guys to feel better about your day, and it's a good way to kickstart the week. Forget Monday. Um, we, we don't even concentrate on Monday. Our week starts on Tuesday. There's so much going on in South Africa, and the reason I say South Africa is because that's my where I live and where I come from and, and it's all over the news and you see it everywhere. We've got, uh, Praveen Gordon who is going to be arrested. We've mm. got universities that are burning down the petrol price, which is just going sky high. And we <laughs> are going to talk about none of that yeah. today. <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> so you can look forward to, uh, just, um, good news and it's stuff that we do. Uh, Kerry and I work fearlessly to try and find you guys the good news stories uh, throughout the past seven days and bring them to you. So, uh, good stuff. It's Cliff Central's very own happy hour. This weekly show aims to put a smile on people's dials and provide a welcome relief from the daily grind. Yes, it does, with compelling and inspirational interviews, and we have a bunch of them today, um, and a whole bunch of healthy dose of humor. Myself and the team will bring you the good stuff. Kerry and I will be kicking off the show with our regular catch-up, reporting on all the news that really matters, while focusing on the top five trending good news stories of the world and they're pretty cool this week you've gone quite the businessy route um we sort of shied away from the past couple of weeks there's been a whole bunch of animal stuff (laughs) like every every time we bring you the good news it's a horse that found some hay and it's all sorts of you know and a rhino that found a home so all sorts of stuff like that. Yes. So this week we're doing a bit more businessy stuff. Uh, it's going to make you happy about South Africa, which is quite exciting. Uh, we also get to interview Roxy and Katie from the Red Cross Foundation. They're going to be speaking about the children's hospital. It's very cool. I'm excited to find out a little bit more about that. Um, we're also speaking to a lady whose name is Cheryl. Oh, Katie's waving to me. Hey, Katie. Hey. How you hey, doing? Katie. She's on the other side oh, and she's giving us a big man. wave. I think when she's in studio, we might do a Facebook Live so yeah. that you can see what's going on, yeah. man. Um, we've also got Cheryl, who's going to be talking to us about a fundraiser that she's doing to raise money for homeless. And Kerry, what's going on? Sorry about that. Are you having a little bit of a throat chuckle? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, she's going to be talking to us about raising funds for homeless children and women. So I want to find out what that what that is about and how we get involved. Uh, plus... Our CEO sleep, sleep out, sympathy yes. sleep out feature, which we do every week as we lead up towards the CEO sleep out. Very I'm exciting ex- about excited. that. Today, we've got one of the beneficiaries joining us. So those are the people that are going to be really getting something back mm. from the CEO sleep out. And what's important about this is then we realize where this money is going. I mean, the aim is to raise 40 million rand this year. And I think we're going to surpass that. I've got a good feeling that... that Corporates are going to jump on board and sort of open their wallets. Uh, so we've got Deirdre from the Asher Trust that's going to be joining us. Um, and we're going to focus on the CEO sleep out and also talk to you about the sympathy sleep out because mm. that's what Cliff Central is spearheading. Mm, lots of, fun. lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff. Listen, Kay, Yeah. over the weekend, yes. I went to Rian Mansa's wedding. Do you know who Rian Mansa is? I saw that you went to Do you know who he is? No. What? Sorry. Are you, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rian Mansa is like my... Rian, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that I don't know you. Yeah, best, best... I'm, I'm I, really sorry. If but your wedding was beautiful. <laughs> Rian uh, is like a brother to me. He's mm. an absolutely beautiful human being. Um, just pure, pure, pure soul. 
Uh, and I'm honored to, to have known him, uh, to know him. He hasn't gone anywhere. I've seen um, him put posts up before. Yeah, so Rian uh, is an adventurer. He does all sorts of adventure, Ding crazy dilly. stuff. And he's got a couple of world records under his belt. Um, one for circumnavigating Africa on a bicycle. What? Dun, 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 on a bicycle. It took him two years to get around the whole of Africa. Okay, wait, hold on. Are they the ones that are going on their honeymoon? Like, yeah, boy. Is that the honeymoon? Well, so <laughs> if you backtrack, just yes. the other the other thing that him and his now wife did yes. about two years ago is they kayaked. See, from, I am following. You are following. I am. They kayaked from Africa, so where we are now. They kayaked the two of them unassisted to New York. Yes, yeah, I saw that. It took them like 163 mm-hmm. days or something. All by themselves. Unassisted. They didn't have any help yes. whatsoever. Mm. And they did that a while back. So they decided for the honeymoon, um, he wanted to take Vasti to Hawaii. Yeah. So they're going to be kayaking, kayaking unassisted from California to, to Hawaii. Hawaii. It's 4,000 kilometers yeah. of Oceon. How would you like a honeymoon like that? If someone said to me, Kerry, we are getting married and then we're going on honeymoon to Hawaii, but you have to paddle yourself there. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but um, send me photos. <laughs> if I can tell you and give you a bit of insight, um, it suits them perfectly. I know. It suits them perfectly. I mean, from all the stories that I've read and tracking their adventures, it is them. Yeah. So it was rad. It was a really cool wedding. I, it was a, it was an honor to be a guest at the wedding. It's probably more exciting for the, for them for their honeymoon than it was for their wedding, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and like the, this pe- is not fun. The people, <laughs> the people at the wedding were all adventurers as well. Yeah. So they all had that same sort of bond in their blood. Yes. I sat at a table with an ex rugby player, Springbok mm. rugby player and his wife. And, and right next to me was Moira, who survived 21 days on the last season of South African Survivor. She made it 21 days. That is probably the most unique wedding ever. No, it was so cool. Moira, I mean, she, she's an avid Cliff Central listener. I hope you're listening today, Moira, actually, after we sat the whole night drinking wine together. Um, <laughs> we had, I had such a great time with her because I've always wanted to be on Survivor. I went to Survivor, really? I went to Survivor interviews twice. And both times, they just wouldn't take me. So, Endemol, Mnet, if you're listening, uh, the next Survivor, if you do another you one. You lost out, guys. You lost out. The next Survivor, time. if you, if you're doing another one, I want in on that. Like, I don't know where to sign up, but I want in on that. I want to be on that island doing islandy things. Really? Yeah. So, you're okay with that? I'm, I, like, I watch the American Survivor. Yeah. And I really enjoy the show. I enjoy the, the whole, Psychological aspects of being in it, and even so more it would be so, like a huge challenge for you. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. And I've also got, I've got that. I'm, I'm not. An, I wouldn't call myself an adventurer, no. but I'm not scared to make a fire and like catch fish and eat it, yeah. or climb up a palm tree to get. Co- like I'm not some stuff. Not scared. Mm. Not scared. And when I was speaking to Moira, I was just picking her brain. I was, actually, I need to have her on the How show. How was it? She loved it. She loved every single minute, and she didn't win it. But she did walk away with a brand new Jeep Wrangler. Um, uh, she, yes, please. Yeah, she won. <laughs> she won the Jeep Wrangler, so it's super cool. And she's a she's an amazing human being. Um, we're gonna have her on the show. I'll actually pull her in. Okay. I'll pull her in. Something else that happened last week, which we need to to catch up on, is this um, the local music thing. 
Yes. How, I mean, the 90%. 90% music playing on, on stations, which I think is such a good idea. It's something that the SABC should have done years ago. They are not a commercial radio not station. At all. If you listen to like BBC One, it's Welsh. They do like poetry yes. and, cause it's there for the country. It's cultural. Correct. Yeah. And that's what the SABC should have been. Years ago. So it's what they should have been. But it's, aren't they only running it for three months? It's for three months. It's like a tester. Yes. It's a tester. Um, but it gives, it gives our artists exposure. Yeah. No, for a sure. A lot of exposure. For sure. It, and, and, and that's important. I spoke to uh, a couple of artists. I got hold of Khan at mm. the Parlotones, um, when I was writing my little article about yeah. it. And also Graham Watkins and, and a whole bunch of just people that I want to find out, uh, Rubber Duck, yes. um, how they <laughs> feel about, about the sort of local music. And they're excited. They I'm are sure. super, super excited. Because how many radio stations is that? That's a lot. That's 18 radio stations. Yeah, that's a lot and, of radio and to have, stations. to have a, an opportunity that your songs might be playlisted now, it, it, it changes things completely. Yeah, it's, it puts us on a completely different level. I don't know what's going on in the producer Sounds lounge. Sounds like there's some construction going on. They, they are bu- <laughs> moving furniture. We're building our third studio today. <laughs> it's all going down at Cliff Central. All going down. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. All right, guys. So, uh, Twitter blanket drive. It's coming up at the end of the month. Just a quick reminder. If you guys want to drop off any of your blankets, sort of get in touch with us. Uh, Cliff Central is collecting blankets for the Twitter blanket drive. I saw a thing in pick and pay yesterday yes. where they're doing a special on those fleecy blankets yes. for like 40 bucks a blanket. Yeah, exactly. 40 rand. So if that's what you want to do, if that's how you want to get involved, just uh, head on over to cliffcentral.com. Get hold of someone there. Contact. And it's Contact not us. difficult. I mean, if you work in an environment, you work in a corporate environment, collecting, collecting money to buy blankets. I mean, 40 rand. It's not, it's not massive. No. You know. Not at all. Get we, a jar. Get a jar. And just put your change in there. I thought you were going to say get a job. No, get a jar. Get a jar. Get a money jar and put your change in there. I think it's very clever. Because people, people underestimate their change, their small change. Well, I've heard that before. Yes. And, and as a boy, I mean, it's easier for a, a girl to carry change because you can put it in I your handbag. I know guys that just... Yeah, exactly. They don't put it in their, they don't put it in their wallets, so they put it in their pockets. And I then they just empty it. They put it on a desk or they just leave it somewhere. No, my change goes into my ashtray in, in my car. car. And then you use it for the Wh- car guards or people have just robots. Correct. So yeah. I, there's always, there's always a bundle of change and I could say there's easily like a hundred bucks in there. Yes. Now all the robbers know that it's a hundred bucks in my car. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's all in there. Um, and whenever, whenever I go to the petrol station for a tip mm. or when i And I'm, that's important. Tipping is huge. Tipping your petrol attendant. It's huge. Yeah. The international guys that are listening to the show are like, what? what? We have to put in our own fuel. <laughs> exactly. Does that mean I must tip myself? No. <laughs> but you could if you wanted to. I mean, it's up to you. So, <laughs> yeah, for, I keep all my change in there because my wallet doesn't have a little change place. Yeah. Most men's wallets don't. Oh, right. Rad. They have like a little money clip or a place for your notes yeah, to precisely. go. But or like a really, really, really tiny little pocket. Maybe four or five rand. So take those, <laughs> take four or five rands, no, f- eight five rands, and go to go to pick and pay and buy a couple of blankets and uh, we've drop got, them off. We've actually we've caught we've got, at our at our like offices and stuff. There's a um a stupid jar. A stupid jar. Yeah. What is a stupid jar? So if you say something really silly or if um what you're saying doesn't make sense, then you've got to put change in the silly jar. That's really <laughs> funny. I think we need one here. <laughs> Like, what are you saying? Do you know what you're saying? Just sort of backtrack. 
No, we need one here, man. Yeah. It's a silly jar. Okay, yeah. we're going to put a silly jar in at Cliff Central <laughs> so that when we say silly and things... And we can buy blankets. And we can buy blankets. Very yeah. cool. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. And every week we search for good news that we can bring you so that we can inspire you to be amazing and lacquer things and, you know, just... Good. Inspiration. It's the inspirational stuff. And, um, yeah, so I have a little website called goodthingsguy.com, which has seen 400,000 click-throughs this month. And it's really? only, <laughs> we're only sitting on like the 16th or the 17th of the month, which is flipping cool. That is amazing. Well done. It's becoming a real, it's a real thing. So it's really cool. Yes. We only post good news stories on there. And, uh, and Kerry's got the hard task of taking <laughs> 20 stories it's a not day. Hard, actually, it's fine. That's fun. Uh, that's 140 stories a week that she has to read through. Um, it does. It, I'm, I'm sure you must be on a little high reading through all those stories. She finds them and brings us all of these good news stories so Thank we can you. bring them to you. What do we have at number five? 17-year-old Sandila Mbili will make history at the Comrades Marathon this year by becoming the first teenage double amputee to run a portion of the grueling route. Okay, I need you to repeat that because this is huge. The story is massive. Yes, yeah, 17-year-old Sandile will make history at the Comrades Marathon this year by becoming the first teenage double amputee to run a portion of the grueling route. So we've brought you we've brought you Sandile's story before. Sandile is a double amputee, which means he's got no legs. He's had to have prosthetics put yes. on to both sides. He's never really been a runner either. No. Um, and his story is one of the the stories that where I work at Joe Public United. Yeah. Um, they were part of the project uh, where they assisted a lot, which is a cool thing to be a part of. Because he's running the Comrades Marathon and hope to raise money for other child paraplegics in a similar situation to himself. Correct. I just want to terms and conditions. Um, he's not running the whole. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> he's no. running what's known as the Nedbank Green Mile. Yes. Um, but he'll be the first the first teenager ever. to ever do that. That's yes. a double amputee. Yeah. And what Joe Public have done and the, the idea that they've come up with, which I think is a pretty cool idea that you can get a involved in right now is um, to tweet and all you have to do is tweet hashtag go sandile yes. spelled g-o-s-a-n-d-i-l-e those tweets are going to be printed out and they're going to create a carpet for him to run over that is amazing and That's it's uh, so all of the inspirational tweets are just going to be this we'll keep him going It'll keep, him, keep him going. it'll keep him going. And I think it's a really, really, really cool idea. The thing that you need to know is that they need 4,500 tweets to mm. complete the distance. So best you guys get tweeting, go <laughs> Sandile. Hashtag. Do it. Just do it. It's that easy. I'm going to put that story up online so you can see a little bit more can about it. Can we do it. different ones? Can I tweet every day? You can, you can tweet as much as you want. It just means that Sandile is going to see um, your Twitter a lot. Exactly. That's fine. He's gonna, he'll be like, who is this Kerry girl? <laughs> and why? It'll be like a motivation. Why is this Kerry girl <laughs> tweeting all about me all, what's going It'll on? It'll be like first centimeter, next hundred, ten centimeters. Be like, hey, me again. If anybody <laughs> wants to compete with Kerry for the most tweets for Sandile, <laughs> just pop a little tweet to hashtag <laughs> go Sandile and give him a little bit of motivation to get through that. I think it's a flipping cool I thing. I think it's awesome. What do we have at number four? A healthy vending machine hits Cape Town and everyone is talking about it. How cool? It's called the Green Machine. The Green Machine. The latest trend on the food market isn't a vegan restaurant or a new Starbucks. 
it's a healthy vending machine and it's taking us by storm. You know what? There's been tests done in the world and like all this research. And I I love watching documentaries about food because I think it's so important. And one of the things that I saw and that I know and that is is a fact Mm. is that when you change your diet to go a little bit greener, a little bit healthier, it actually changes your mental state. So your your psychology, your happiness, all of that. They've done it to delinquent kids who Mm. who go to a school for for naughty kids. And they change their diet from that crappy fast food. Well, exactly. Because a lot of them have ADHD, ADHD. ADD um, and those types of issues because they are really issues and that boils down to MSGs, tartrazines, yeah. nonsense in the food. Yeah. But how awesome is this? Because when I worked in corporate and I was working late and the canteen was closed, there's only a vending machine. You go down to the vending machine and I'm like, I'm really hungry and I don't feel like going out to buy food. And uh, you've got a variety of chocolates, some chips. And some fizzy cool drinks, and that's just not it. And when all you actually, all you actually want is a flippin' even <laughs> a nut bar or something like a like a yeah one of those nut bars they're good. Bar. Mm. So this this vending machine's got it all with fresh juice and the whole lot, and I think it's cool. When when they are facing the competition, what pizza machines? Yes, I've heard that before. I've heard pizza machines as well. No, thank you. Yeah. I want a green machine here at Cliff Central. <laughs> I'm going to phone them. They need to sponsor us. I agree. I want one. What do we have at number three? Okay. Positive signs for South Africa, even with a struggling economy, private companies set aside $1.5 billion to help during this time. What? That is amazing. Things may be looking better for South Africa's economy. As Cabinet Minister says, we are in for a turnaround after years of slow growth. However, new data showing an increase, uh, increasing rate of unemployment highlighted in the challenges that plagues one of South Africa's biggest economies. That's amazing. And that's why... Um, for the past few weeks, we've had a lot of political news. It's been, it's been a bit depressing. Well, th- so now <laughs> news always is, isn't it? And we can't really put anything about the economy or business. But when when I saw these, I was like, it was perfect, because this is something so positive. It's positive for South Africa. It's positive for the economy. And if you see and read up exactly what these guys are doing, you'll be blown away. That's this is the thing, right? Mm. So. <laughs> We rely, we rely on government for a lot of things yes. and, and we sort of want a lot from government and we can only... But we take the private businesses for granted. We do and, the, and they are the guys that are yes. able to make a difference. Yeah. When you look and they're like, we're going to give, what, 1.5 million... Billion. Billion. Yes. No, man. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So that's, I mean, that's a reality. That's our government um, stepping back and up. Uh, the privateers coming mm. in and going, we'll sort this out. <laughs> but um, dish. Taking over. We'll Almost. make it happen. Yes. Very cool. Okay, so then we've got... What was that, number three? Yes, number four. Number four. South African shoppers raised over 400,000 rand for Red, Co- Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital just by swiping their cards. Woolworths and my school hand over a, a gift of hearing. So four hundred thousand rand donation. Those are those those my my school my school cards. Cards, okay. Mm. So you, you get those for free, right? Yes. Those cards, you swipe it every time, and you think, Where, "Where's this going? Yes. Where's my money going? Yeah. What am I doing? What's going on?" When in actual fact, it is doing something. Yes, and a lot of people are like you've got a Woolworths card. I'm like, yes, but I may have the Woolworths card in my purse, but it's got no credit on it. And it goes towards these initiatives of theirs. Wow. So Woolworths and my school, they work together. And I get a statement 
I think it's every three months that I get a statement telling me how much I spent at Woolworths and where it's gone. It's so important, man. It is important. And, and I mean, all, it's so easy. All you and doing, then I think, oh, wow, I'm spending a lot of money at Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> but you're giving back, so exactly. it's all right, right? It's okay. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm blown away. I know. Because I use my little card and wherever I go. So yes. And then they, they give you the option if you actually want to support... A specific one, the, one of the specific beneficiaries. Ah, uh, that's cool. You can cool. actually fill in a form, and every time you go to Woolworths or whatever, and you swipe your My School or Woolworths card, it goes to that particular beneficiary. So important. Yeah. Very cool. So if you've got those silly little cards that you think aren't doing anything, there's a there's a making a huge difference. A donation of four hundred thousand rand, and now someone can hear. Break breaking news for you. Yeah. That's well. for you. <laughs> what do we have at number one? Oh, <laughs> okay. So, so I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put a sort of a clause in here that Kerry might cry. She might cry. She, <laughs> she texted me on when was it Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. She texted me. In a, I knew in you a, were on the airplane because I saw you check into the airport. So she had to wait. Did you send it while I was on the plane? No. <laughs> so, so she texted me on Sunday and she was like, "Brenty, there's something going down <laughs> on Facebook. Um, I'm gonna send you a link. You need to get to the story. Mm. You need to. I've been crying." my eyes out and then when i did get to the story i cried a little bit and i had to write it with almost like tears in my eyes okay so south african man saves a woman from her from near death restores faith in south africa another beautiful south african story is going viral on social media and for all the right reasons nicole morgan survived a near-death experience and regained her faith in um well you know what (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> she's getting all teary. Okay, so his name is his name is Oberking. Is that yes, right? yeah, yes. Oberking. I've read it so many times, I should know this. But um, Oberking is twenty years old, and uh, Nicole Morgan went to Cedar Lakes Shopping Center, and she went shopping. Um, Cedar Square. I mean Cedar Square. Cedar Square. Cedar Lakes is the complex. There's no shops there. Anyway, yeah. so she went Cedar Square. She went, met her friend. Friend left. She went shopping. Got stung by a bee. And um, she literally nearly died. So and she she didn't know that she was allergic. No. She'd been stung before and never mm. really had an issue. So her mate was like, okay, cool, high five, I'll see you later. And she, she an allergic, some peace out. Peace out, <laughs> I'll see you later. And her mate left and she, the, Nicole was with her six-year-old son. Yes. And if you, if you understand what a six-year-old is, I mean, they're little. They're small. They're little kids. Yeah. And she went into the pick and pay to go get like a bit of shopping Go-sharing. or whatever. And while she was standing at the till paying for it. Yeah. The, she started going into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, it it happened. Her body started shutting down. It happened. So she ran outside. Or, 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 how, she did. I don't she know if you can. She literally collapsed outside pick and pay in the walkway in the middle of Cedar Square. And her poor kid was there dragging on his mommy's shirt going, yes, what what's going on? Crying. And, and no one was able to do anything. And if you read the article, it says that she was surrounded by people that were all sort of helpless he ran dispersed the crowd literally dragged her to his car he, he, while he was dispersing the yes. crowd he put her arms up over her head so that so she, she could she breathe, could breathe. Yes. and then he calmed the little kid down yeah. and he was like cool we're going to put mommy in my car yeah. we're going to take her to the hospital he strapped her in strapped explained her in. that they were going to drive fast and then they went from Cedar to Four Ways Life which is not far it's no, like it's two far. robots away mm. two blocks away and they got to Four Ways Life that must have all happened at about half past one sure, in the afternoon yes. and her whole attack lasted it was like four minutes that everything yeah. went down. She got into the hospital. Uh, her body was shutting down. Mm. Nurses and doctors didn't think that it was going to no. turn out okay. No. They went to uh, the little boy and, and Oba King and said, um, 
we need to phone family. And the little boy was like, you need to look for Ross, Ross. on my mom's phone. Yeah. And Uber King did that as well. And he did that. And he found, he found the, the dad's name and called the dad. The dad was in Parkhurst. He rushed to get to the hospital. She only gained consciousness at half past seven, seven at night, night. Mm. after this big ordeal where she nearly died. Nearly I'm died. Actually, I'm actually finished. And then he, I mean, he's responded to a lot of the posts as well. And, um, and he says that he hopes that this has made a difference and it's made people open their eyes a bit because, I mean, that is, that is quick thinking, hey? On your feet. On your feet. They should teach that in schools. No, definitely. Our kids should be taught how to deal with those emergency situations in schools. That's what, that's exactly what I was thinking. This should create more awareness. It should. Well, I now know to lift someone's arms up so that they can breathe and to disperse the crowd and get them to the hospital. (laughs) Even if they're choking or they're coughing. Lift your arms. Lift your arms, people. Look, it's an incredible story. It is really something, um, that we can, we can really just be proud of South Africans. I love good stories. Mm. And I think that's, that's Thank what it's you, about, Oba right? That's Thank what it's all about. You. It is. And well done. Um, we salute you, bud. And, mm. and you know what? He's 20 years old. Yeah. And he's, he's doing things like this. Jamming on his way to gym. Saving lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? We are going to post all of these stories up online so that you can read them and get to them and sort of see what they're about. They get put on cliffcentral.com on the good stuff page as well as goodthingsguide.com, which is where you're going to get all of your good news from. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. Business leaders around the globe are committing to building a better world for everyone. CliffCentral.com is joining forces with the Sympathy Sleepout, taking a stand for the plight of the homeless. We invite you to participate with us in the Sympathy Sleepout on the 28th of July, 2016. Join the ranks of leaders of change by using your influence for what truly matters. Sign up now for the Sympathy Sleepout on www.theceosleepoutza.co.za. That's theceosleepoutza.co.za. Every week we get to interview the most incredible South Africans that are doing the most phenomenal things in and around our country. And this week is no different. Our guest of honor is all the way from Cape Town. Uh, I don't know if she's ever been on radio before, but she looks like a professional. So I'm yeah, guessing she that really she has. Does. Uh, we've got Roxy and Katie <laughs> from the Red Cross Children's Hospital in studio with us. Uh, and, and the little description that I found on the YouTube video, which means so much and might to you. Scary words like dialysis, ventilator, tumor and ICU become integral to the reality and vocabulary of a critical sick or injured child. The Red Cross Children's Hospital has the largest ICU for children in Africa, but the demands on this unit are higher than the capacity to deliver. And that is why they're here today. Welcome to the good stuff to the both of you. Thank you Hello. so much. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to have you in studio. I think I'll start, Roxy. What, can you tell us a little bit more about the Children's Hospital? Uh, Brent, it's an extraordinary place. Um, you know, it was built 60 years ago. We turned 60 today, uh, in, in this year, in fact. Um, and we serve 260,000 children every year. A third of these children are under the age of one. 98% oh, of them um, cannot pay uh, pay pay medical fees at all, so they obviously it's subsidised. Are from very very marginalised communities, and um, the the ethos there is children first. No child is ever turned away from the hospital. There are no visiting hours, so we have beds next to beds. <laughs> we have a parents' accommodation where we um, support eighty parents um, that can sleep over and are fed three meals a day, um, because we feel that the parents are part of the child's healing journey. So the 
the trust where I come in, we work to fundraise for this incredible hospital to keep it alive and open. Um, in 1994, um, the doors nearly closed on the hospital due to severe budget cuts. And as you know, um, health budget cuts are ongoing. And we've just had another one, a very severe one. And um, we managed to, when we were born 22 years ago, we managed to keep the doors open <laughs> through the trust because we fundraise for all the shortfalls in the budget. We fundraise for capital projects, building projects, upgrades, expansions, equipment, and also training of pediatric staff, so nurses and doctors. So that's where we come. And obviously the government runs the operational side of things and, and funds the operational costs. But this ICU runs at 100% occupancy often and when you have to juggle beds you often have to postpone operations because you need more space and we need to take the beds up from 22 to 39 might not sound like a lot but it's a hundred million rand project and uh, we also have to put in eight isolation cubicles to make sure that we don't have cross infections um, am I talking too much? Not at all. It's, <laughs> it's, the, the thing is that, is that this is information that's, that's needed. Yeah. And it's, it's so important what you're doing. Um, Kerry's not going to be part of this conversation <laughs> at all. No, yeah. she's, no. she's, it's she's, so close to home because. Because you have Talia, a child. Yeah, and mm. Talia's cousin was at the Red Cross. So I know, I know what they do and I know the, like the, I don't know, the. She's lost for words. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, w- what sorts of fundraising things do you do? Well, uh, we do things like fly to Johannesburg to come and sit with you <laughs> and appeal to the Johannesburg public and companies, bigger and better companies in Joburg that might open their hearts and wallets to support this. But we do a vast number of uh, different types of fundraising. We obviously um, apply to trusts and foundations. Yeah. We call that the silent fundraising. Um, and then we apply, we get support from some corporates through their CSI budgets. Um, we have a, a one person, a chairman in London who does... Does oh, a lot of work amazing. for us there, so obviously um, getting foreign exchange in is, is essential and really, really helps us a lot. Um, and then we we do a lot of interviews and publicity and drives and uh, many, many amazing people. And you spoke about a lady called Kim, who you yes. know, do amazing things for us. So yeah, we, Kim, Kim and I climb Kilimanjaro together. She's an adventurer, and it seems to be this is where my life is going yes. with all the adventure things going on. And she just recently did a, a 10-day walk for you guys. That's it. So to we raise money are, and awareness. Exactly that. So we get money from the most amazing people. Swim for us. They run yeah. for us. They ride for us. They climb for us. Kim was a is a Johannesburg paramedic. Yeah. Um, you know, she's just done a 10 day adventure in the, in the Tanqua Karoo and she dedicated each day to a different child in the hospital. So amazing. Uh, then we had a partially sighted gentleman called Ernst Conradi yes. who hit, uh, 3,000 golf balls in some kind of record time. He did a Guinness Book of Records, read 10, raised 10,000. That happened in Bedford View. Wow. Then we had the crazy adventurer, Greg Burtish, who I'm sure you've heard of. He's done, um, a uh, 200-kilometer sail in a literally a bathtub. It's a tiny little bo- sailing <gasps> boat called the Optimist. Yes, and I've it's a little opti. Yeah, and he did a. a, a t- it wasn't actually meant to be a, a couple of days, but he took it a little bit longer. It wasn't <laughs> a race, <laughs> he said. But he raised um, over 250,000 for us because every kilometer was sponsored. Wow. So. Uh, incredible things it are happening helps. and that really all does. just helps. So mm-hmm. anything from a 20 rand SMS to a fundraising campaign that, that people with uh, extraordinary adventures can help us with. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is, yeah, and we've got Katie in studio with us. Katie, how old are you? I'm nine. Nine years old. And the She's reason you've so come beautiful. into studio. Thank you. <laughs> the reason we've got Katie in studio is to, to chat about she was in the hospital. Yes. You, you were one of the patients at the hospital. Yes, I was. What were you there for? 
Okay. So, uh, my grandpa would measure my sister and I on a wall. And my sister and I are four years apart. And then after a few months, he looked back and saw that my sister was really, really catching up to me. Like, really, really. And then my grandma said to my mom and dad, take her to the doctor, take her to the doctor. And then my mom and dad said, no, man, she's just a little short for her age. She will catch up. So finally they gave in and took me to the pediatrician who referred us to the endocrinologist. And then I Cheapest. went for an I, MRI. I, just, I need to pause you because the, the endo, I can't even say it. It just rolls off your tongue. And that's because you've lived through it. Yes. Um, which is, it's just incredible. Okay, carry on. We, we, and then I went for an MRI. And then I went for a CT scan, which showed that I had no calcifications. And then first, um, I was diagnosed with a craniopharyngioma, which is a brain tumor on my pituitary gland. But then in 2015, I went for a CT scan, like I just said now, and it showed that I had no calcifications. And my diagnosis was then changed to a rathcocleth cyst, which is a cyst, not a brain tumor. And it is also much less dangerous than a brain tumor. That and then I had it removed endoscopically at the Red Cross Children's Hospital, which means through my nose. Oh, and can I spell craniopharyngioma for you, please? Please do it. I okay. think you should. C-R-A-N-I-O-P-H-A-R-Y-N-G-I-O-M-A. That is insane. <laughs> okay, so, the, I mean, the good news here is the I'm hospital... for myself. <laughs> The hospital looked after you during that yes, time and they yes. were incredible. And, and are you healthy now? Yes. So it's all good. Yes. Are we growing taller again? Mm-hmm. So sort of. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm the shortest anymore. Not the shortest anymore. Um, that's, it's really a phenomenal story that you've gone through. And it's, it's because of hospitals like this and the, the institution, uh, that you were able to get the help that you needed. Yes. And through the, the charitable hearts of corporates and people that donate to help with that shortfall. So if there are corporates listening to this incredibly intelligent little girl right now, um, can you spell tumor? Yes. Go for it. T-U-M. O-U-R. I started off the segment by saying that little kids, uh, shouldn't even know these words because, no. you know, it's, it's not part of a childhood thing. Um, and we've got this incredible little girl who, what, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a pediatric neurosurgeon because I know what it feels like to have brain surgery. And I would like to put the child that is knowing that their doctor also had brain surgery. That is absolutely phenomenal, and she's a great spokesperson for your hospital. I know, that's why she's part oh, of our just, team, the youngest just, member. Yeah, she's an ambassador. <laughs> you yes. are like going to be the CEO, I'm sure, one day. Wow. <laughs> Can I tell them how to donate? That's what, that was my next question. You beat um, me to it. How, how do people donate? How do they get involved? They can SMS ICU to 40465. I repeat, ICU to 40465 or online at childrenshospitaltrust.org.za. If you didn't get all of those details, we're going to put them online because it is that important. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you guys, how do they go about doing it? Uh, well, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, uh, Children's Hospital Trust, Twitter's at CH Trust 1. 
everyone. We're on Instagram, um, our website, Katie so eloquently has mentioned, childrenshospitaltrust.org.za, and you can call us in Cape Town, 021-686-7860. It's that simple. We're going to put all of those details up in line. I need to get Kerry some tissues because she's bawling her eyes out, and I also need to read a book so that I can uh, start spelling words like you do. It's been an honor meeting you, Katie. You are an incredible, incredible human being. Um, and now we're going to go find Gareth. We'll be yes, right. please. <laughs> please. Anything. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be right back. Chiefers, what an incredible interview. I am... Um, you know, you get to meet some exceptional people in your life, and, and that was exactly one of them. I'm going to replay that interview again this afternoon because it was just phenomenal. Um, taking the stage after our little Katie is Cheryl, uh, who I'm going to ask to spell really crazy things as well. <laughs> this is going to become a new part of the show. You have to spell stuff. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> How are you, Cheryl? I'm very, very well. <laughs> welcome back. Well, welcome back to the good stuff. Welcome to the good stuff. It's amazing to Thank have you so in much. here. Uh, I just, I mean, you're on the good stuff. We're here because you're raising charity money, uh, yes. fundraising for homeless children and women. Yes. What is that all about? Um, I'm from an organization called Frida Hartley Shelter for Destitute Women and Children. We based in Yeovil, Johannesburg. What we do is, um, we shelter homeless women and children who come from various circumstances. Some have been orphans. Some come from, um, are victims of abuse, victim of rape and other variety of circumstances. Um, what we offer at the shelter is not just sleep, but three full meals a day, in-house crash for the women who go out there and look for employment and are doing training. We offer life coaching, job skills training, which is very vital, um, trauma debriefing, skills development classes, basic computer school, um, counseling, and medical assistance and also job placement. So it's a, a hell of a lot that you're doing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fundraising part of it, what is, what are the plans there? Um, we are currently having a fundraising gala dinner on the 27th of May, which is next week, Friday, to raise much needed funds, um, to keep our doors open. Um, all the things that I've told you about that we offer as a shelter uh, are offered free for the women that come through. Unlike like other shelters, other shelters only allow people to come in in the evening um, and you have to pay 10 rents when you go in. And then in the morning, um, you have to go out. That's why you see a lot of people on the side of the road begging for money so that they have a place to sleep at night. So all the services that we offer are free. And because we have women, we also have to offer toiletries and children also. I mean, they need, they eat ex special food. We have kids ranging from two weeks to six years. So, and those that are of school going age, we also have to find them schools within the neighborhood and we have to pay for that. So we, are in desperate need to raise the much needed funds in order to keep our doors open and also just to help women around. Just to give you the statistics, in Johannesburg, there's over 4 million um, people. 3.1 um, are women and children. 2 million of the women and children are living below the 12 rand mark and 45% of that are homeless women. 
Yeah, it's and we don't even have enough shelters to actually shelter all of them. The stats are absolutely ridiculous. They're horrendous, and and we'll put that all up online so that people can get in touch and yeah. get involved. Uh, what's quite nice is after the show, you can speak to the Huddle Up Girls. They they literally. I like, just spoke to them. We had like a power. I, I call them the dating site for charities. They really they They're really so just cool. assist. If people want to get in touch, how do they get hold of? Uh, Frida Hartley. Okay, you can give us a call on zero one one six four eight six zero zero five. Alternatively, my cell phone. We have one line, so it's zero seven six one eight six four six four eight. Um, for the guys that love the internet, it's www.fridahartley.org. That's F R I. Um, D-A-H-A-R-T-L-E-Y dot org. Amazing. I'm going to post that all up online so that people can get in touch Thank and get involved. So much. And we can really get you a little bit of funding it. there, which is quite exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's not always about the funds also. Like, you know, we look for food. We look for secondhand clothing. So when the women go for interviews, they have something to wear. Kids' toys, even if they're old to you, our kids will love them. They'll play with them. Children's clothing. Um, so there's a lot of things that we need um, besides the obvious, which is money. So we'd really appreciate any help that we could get. Awesome. Amazing. We're going we're gonna to get you that help. And, I'm, I and know. the Huddle Up Girls will definitely. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's been great having you on the show. Thank, Thank you, you for so coming. much. I appreciate it. I told you it's going to be a jam-packed show today. And we're going to be wow. interviewing a crap load of people who are doing amazing <laughs> things. Uh, and as is every week leading up to the CEO Sleepout, we've got our CEO Sleepout segment. Uh, Deirdre, I'm going to ask you to get a little bit close to the mic. These microphones are quite funny when it comes to internet radio um okay how's that i've got you perfectly perfectly you are the director of the asher asher trust and i got to meet you at um the launch of the ceo sleep out and that evening on the bridge and the bridge when we did the bridge where we're going to be sleeping Mm. it's quite exciting (laughs) it's going to be so cold um we have you in studio today because you're one of the beneficiaries of the ceo sleep out uh before we get into anything what does your organization stand for Okay, ASHA Trust, um, otherwise known as the African Self-Help Trust, has been around since the early 30s. And we're involved with early childhood development because we um, we really believe it, but there's huge amounts of, of um, evidence that intervening in those years are the most crucial and most beneficial for anybody. Unless you work with children prenatally right up to the six years of age, we're going to lose a huge window of opportunity of getting them prepared for life and reaching their full potential. In fact, I I don't know how many people are aware that a child's brain doubles its size between one and four. And if they're not getting the correct nutrition, their growth is stunted and it can affect Everything. One, one of the biggest things that I've found on this journey that I've been on in the past two years where I get to speak to charities and I get to speak to inspirational people is that the majority of human beings don't understand the statistics. They don't, it's not because we're not educated. It's just because it's not part of their frame of reference. Mm. So when you say things like this, it's, it's very interesting and it's, it's a mm. way to educate masses as well mm. about these things. So what we do is we go out to very disadvantaged communities and often on their invitation to work with women who have seen an opportunity initially perhaps for just creating an income for themselves and their families by looking after children. Um, but 
although they're well-meaning, they don't really have the knowledge or experience and skills to be able to give them the correct stimulation and nutrition that they need mm. to prepare them adequately for yeah. formal schooling. I feel, I feel like my next question is almost answered itself, but what would you do with the funds um, once they're raised? Because this year is a, a good goal yes, that the well. CEO Sleepout are yes. aiming for, and I've I've got a feeling that they're going to surpass that. I think yeah. that the corporates, wow. I've got a feeling it's it's it was something great excitement at the launch. I, I was very aware of that. Yeah, that's what, that's the way I'm feeling. Is yeah. that corporates are looking? It, it's it's human nature. Everybody wants to do good. They want to give back. If you give them that vehicle, it sometimes just jumps into the space mm. where they can. So, um, silly question. What what are we going to do with the funds? Well, we need to wait and see what's what's raised, but um, hopefully it will be vast amounts of funding. There are three beneficiaries this year, of which we are the one. Um, we would use it to extend our reach. At the moment, we're working in Gauteng and in Pumalanga, but the need is massive right across the other provinces, particularly um, some of the more rural provinces like the Eastern Cape um, KZN, Northwest, um, and Limpopo. And daily we're getting contact from women who have started their own centers and need help. The only thing preventing us from being able to do that is that we don't have the staff to reach the number of people that require the, the services. It's estimated that we've got about three million children in this country that have no access to early childhood development. So we, there's a lot of work to be done. And that's um, our future as well. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super important. Mm. Um, if any of the, bene- if any of the, the companies that are logging on to be part of the CEO sleep out or the CEO sympathy sleep out want to nominate you as a beneficiary, what do they do? I think when they're logging on, just mention, you know, we specifically are interested in supporting the early childhood uh, beneficiary, which is Asher Trust. You'll find more about us on our website, which is www.as, for sugar, hatrust.com. Amazing. It's that simple. Um, we're going to post all of those links onto goodthingsguy.com and cliffcentral.com so that you can get in touch. We are flipping excited yeah, as an institution very, very about the initiative. CEO's sleep out because it is, it, it raises so much awareness for what South Africa needs to be, um, focusing on right now. Yeah. And it's the, the education, the early childhood development that is going to give us a better future tomorrow. It's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. It was Nelson Mandela said that the most powerful, powerful tool you could use to change the world is education. education. And if we just listen to that and focus on that, it, we're bound to make a difference. Yeah. It's been amazing having you on the show. Well, great having the time and meeting all these other fabulous endeavors that you're interviewing this morning so we've got the girls on they come on every week it's our it's our huddle up girls and i call them a dating site for charities <laughs> because they literally do they find charities that are in need and we've we found cheryl today yes, which i'm yes, quite excited about yes. and and then they found the find the corporates the individuals the products the services the needs to assist those charities mm-hmm. and every week they come into studio to tell us how we as individuals as listeners can change one thing to literally change everything what do we have this week girls well this week i mean the reason why we're absent last week is because um we've met with the secret jersey chef um you know a paul machia from uh, pronto mm-hmm. restaurants has just opened up his his cookery and um, obviously, we've got Orange Farm Orphanage, which we've um, created 
uh, to assist the Net HIV AIDS project in Soweto. So what we've done now with Paul is we've met and we're like, well, now we want to do three small events quickly and just um, to start raising funds because we want to uh, get a fully equipped bakery that we can put on the orphanage to get them to sustainable status. And then from there, we want to do a rollout um, to accommodate all these children that are affected there. And I mean, if you're speaking about three, uh, three million children that don't have access to early childhood development, that is one of the things that we really do want to focus on. Fo- yeah, excuse me, focus on because it's so imperative. I mean, these children are yeah, needing it. So the phase one is to raise funds for this bakery and we, we're hosting three events at the cookery. So no, I know yeah. I've, I've been roped into attending one of them. <laughs> I, I got told that I have to be there, Save which I the will days. and I will love it. it it's what I'm going to do. Yes. Um, what's really cool, what you guys are doing apparently, because I mm. saw the article that Meg's put together yes. yeah. is that, um, you're going to be putting, uh, containers. Yeah, Correct. shipping containers. How does yeah. that work? What, what, what does that entail? Um, well, we've got these, this contact with a company called Arabox and, um, what, uh, they're going to be placing, well, they've got these shipping containers that are fully equipped. So what we've, I mean, if you can think iPhone for a shipping container, you know, it's got the solar panel heating, it's, uh, it's got ventilation, you can make a dorm box, you can have a, a bakery, you can have, um, you can run businesses out of it. You can have a living box. It's got a if toilet, a shower. It, if yeah. you can think it. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. So our rollout now is we wanting to raise funds for this bakery with yeah. these three events hopefully be able to put down 32 shipping containers um, which will assist the community as well it's not just for the kids but for the orange farm community so the events um, that we're going to be hosting with the cookery there's going to be two events that we are going to cook food for the kids in orange farm orphanage and that won't be the first time uh, no, no it won't this will I mean, actually you were there be, when we did what yeah. he pulled down 100 kids uh-huh. before yeah this will be the second <laughs> yeah uh, kids for Christmas. Yeah. So this the two events will be on Youth Day and Mandela Day, and we'll be taking food and having a fun day with the kids. Rad. How do people yeah. get involved? They can contact, contact us. Huddle Up. Cursed at Huddle Up. And then page at Huddle Up. And then, yeah, we'll be doing Save the Dates on, on social media. So if Facebook, anyone can come through. Twitter, Instagram, and website. Very cool. Yeah. And we'll be involved with that. Both Kerry and I will be there. I'll make sure that I have a pack of tissues <laughs> for the girl sitting next to me. She's super emotional today. I'm not Toilet sure what's roll. going on. We it's may, a lot of goodness. We, we, yeah. we, we may need a whole box with the way yeah. that you're currently going today. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay, maybe it is. It's, it's, it's been a really amazing show. I cannot believe that the hour is already up. I don't know where the time goes on a Tuesday. Uh, we come into studio with the aim of inspiring and motivating and bringing you good news. And I promise you, I leave revved up for the next, the next week, the next month. I could keep going. Um, I feel great about, about South Africa. I'm excited about all the things that the amazing individuals are doing to make differences, uh, for South Africa. That's why I cry. And, so, and I don't mind <laughs> you crying. It's back. you know it's it's all good. It it makes us all feel a little bit better. How wonderful that you're giving this platform. So, sorry, I had your microphone <laughs> off there. No, I'm sorry, I'm just saying how wonderful that you provide this platform because oh, it's, so it, many people out there know don't un- exactly. know what's going yeah, on. Exactly. It's a massive movement. You know what? I'll I'll just say that, uh, that, that I, I'm thankful to Cliff Central because they let me come in here and and sort of do my thing and, and go crazy, which is cool. That's always rad. Thank you, Rena and Gareth. You are incredible. <laughs> um, that is the good stuff for this week. Uh, it's Cliff Central's very own happy hour, but more so, I think it's South Africa's very own happy hour. It's where where we spend time focused on the stuff that really matters and where we don't talk about any of that other stuff you see on every other news website because we don't want to carry. No. No. If you want to catch
catch up with any of the good good things shows, uh, you can visit cliffcentral.com. They all live there. None of them are date orientated. I mean, you can literally just take one and, and listen to it because the good news never, ever grows old. Um, it's been incredible hanging out with you. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, we need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together and the only way we'll get through this is together. The past is behind. Learn from it. The future is ahead. Prepare for it. The present is here. Live it. That is the good stuff for this week. Please have a terrific Tuesday. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com.